All right, let's begin. We're holding on the bottom of Dafnunama Beis. Uh, about six lines up from the bottom, the Gemara starts off by the two dots. Omar of Yehuda. A guy goes ahead and puts food into his mouth, and he doesn't say a bracha, blay bracha. He forgets to say a bracha, and he puts food in his mouth. What should he do? So it's a very common case. You go ahead, you forget to, you forget to make a bracha, you put something in your mouth. So the Gemara says, You should move it to the side of your mouth, and then say the bracha. Now, we learned in one b'raisa that says, What you should do is you should swallow the food that you have in your mouth, and then make a bracha. Then we have another b'raisa that says, Paltan. That you should spit it out. Then we have a third brisa that says masalkan. You should just remove it to the side of your mouth and make a bracha. So how do we understand all these different, these three different brises? Like kasha, they are not a question on each other. Where it says that you should swallow it, that's bamashkin. Since it's disgusting to spit it out, plus it, you, plus you can't put it to the side of your mouth and try to make a bracha like that with a mouthful of liquid, that's not going to work. Um... So that's where it's talking about mashkin. And now this that it says that you should spit it out, that's That's referring to something that's not disgusting. Let's say you say you know you put something into your mouth, whatever it is. I'm trying to think of a, an example. You know, you put a you take an apple or something like that, or a piece of an apple, you put it into your mouth, you're about to bite down on it, and you didn't let's say chew it yet. So there you take it out and then you make the bracha. And this is where it's at, where the Bryce says that you should move to the side of your mouth. And then make a bracha, that's bemidi de mamaz. Where things are disgusting, you don't want to take them out. So you go ahead and you move it to the side of your mouth. And then you say the, the bracha. Bemidi de loy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> One second. The salkan is bemidi de mamaz. You move it to the side where it's something disgusting. Bemidi de loy mamaz. Not us. The Gemara asks. Bemidi de loy mamaz. Nami lisalkinu. Things which are not disgusting. Let's say you, you take a bite out of an apple or something like that. You should put it... Okay, I'm not sure if that's a good example. Whatever. Uh, try to think of an example in a head. Candy. I'm sorry? It says hard candy. Hard candy. There you go. Okay. You go ahead and you... Uh, you know what I'm, I'm even thinking now? You take a lolly. Imagine you have a lolly on a stick. You put it into your mouth. So it's like... It's even meant to be taken out. So that's not disgusting to take out. Okay, so let's... We'll, we'll use that example. So... What you should do is... Even something that's not disgusting... For example, let's say a lolly, you should just move it to the side of your mouth, and then say a bracha. So, Tergamar of Yitzchak, of Yitzchak, Kaskasa says, in front of Rabbi Yaisi Bar Oven, in the name of Rabbi that one's mouth should be full of Hashem's praise when he praises Hashem, and not to have anything else in there. So, when it's something that's disgusting, then you can move it to the side of your mouth. When it's not, then you have to take it out. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Bo minei me rav chizda. They ask rav chizda. Misha achal v'shasa v'loy birch. One goes ahead and eats, drinks, and he does not say a bracha. Mahu, now, afterwards, mahu shiyachzer v'yivarach. Should he now go ahead and say a bracha after he remembers? Amr lahu, misha achal shum. If someone goes ahead and eats garlic, v'reichay noidif, and now he has bad breath as a result. Yachzer v'yichal shum. Should he go acher? Should he go ahead and eat a second piece of garlic and make his breath even worse? Meaning it's not going to help anything. So, over here also, someone who goes ahead and eats and drinks, he should... Um, no, one second, I stopped in the middle. Again, the Gemara is saying, Meaning that a person that goes ahead and eats, and he doesn't say a bracha, of course he should go ahead and then say a bracha to continue eating. Meaning it doesn't make any sense to not say a bracha and just, okay, you, you remember it afterwards, so you just don't say a bracha. So, of course, you should say a bracha. 
The Gemara says, that means even if a person finishes a suda, meaning he doesn't plan on eating anything else after now, meaning he finishes to eat his meal, whatever it is, he doesn't plan on putting any more food in, so he should now say the bracha at the end of the meal. That means, let's say this guy's having, you know, meat, whatever it is for his meal. So he forgets to say a shahakal. And then after his meal, okay, he's done, he cleans up, he realizes, oh, I forgot to say a shahakal. So you should do it right then. Okay, that's what Ravina says. The Tanya, like we learned it on Brisa, to support this idea, he's going to bring this bright. So, if a person goes to the mikvah and he comes up, he says when he comes up, I think this is referring to a ger that goes ahead and he's being toivol to become a Jew. Now, he says this blessing on his way up. So, we see the same idea that over here he finished his dipping in the mikvah and now he's only saying his bracha after he comes out. So, too, if someone eats a meal, and if he forgets to say the bracha, then he should say it when he comes out. The Gemara says, though, that's not true, though. Before this Jew, this person who's becoming a Jew right now, before he went into the mikvah, he wasn't applicable for him to say any blessings, any brachas, because he's not well in a Jew yet. However, afterwards, he was able to, so that's why we say it afterwards. However, over here, by this bracha of someone's eating, the person was able to say the bracha in the beginning before he ate the food. He just happened to forget. So once he once it's pushed off, meaning he doesn't say it, so he doesn't say it even after he finishes the food. Okay. However, if a person is going to continue eating, then of course you have to continue, you have to say a bracha. Then. Okay. The Gemara goes on. Tana Rabbanah, espargos. This espargos thing. Yafalu leiv. It's good for the heart. You understand? Just Rashi points out. What's this espargos? Rashi says it's kais shahiyu shaisim b'chol biker alibare kana l'refua. This was some kind of, you know, he, uh, you know uh, like healing drink or something like that, that they would drink every morning on an empty stomach, and it was very good for a person's body. So the Gemara is going to explain different things about this. So now this was, it seems like it was some kind of alcoholic beverage. It, it, there were two, type, two ways to make it. Either you were able to make it into wine, or you were able to make it into beer. So we're going to see now the Gemara is going to discuss it. So this asparagus, we'll call it asparagus. Uh, it's good for the heart. It's good for the eyes. For sure, it's good for the stomach. And someone that's, um, that consumes it regularly, it's good for his entire body. Someone that gets drunk from it, it's not good for his entire body. If he gets drunk over it, meaning if he drinks it, then it's okay. And even if he drinks it on a regular basis. However, if, if he becomes intoxicated from it, then it's not good. It's a blend of undiluted wine or beer with cabbage. That's what it is? Oh, yeah. When I say beer in here, they're not talking modern beer that's 5% alcohol. They're talking date beer that's about 20%. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> there you go. More similar to, uh, yeah, that would be more alcohol than wine even. That'd be a nice yeah. way to start your day. <laughs> Porto wine. All right. Uh, so now the Gemara says like this. From the fact that the Gemara says that it's good for the har. This uh, asparagus, the It seems like we're talking about wine, meaning this asparagus that was made into wine, uktani, and we learned on a price of a that it's for sure good for the stomach. Vahatanya, the Gemara asks, we have a different price that says like this, What's that? So Rashi explains what this is. This is a, an abbreviation for. Um, let me just find this Rashi. Um, here, Rashi says, Simen la'at is lev, ayin, and tchel, which is the heart, eye, and spleen. Okay, so that means that this asparagus is good for the heart, eye, 
and spleen. And it's not good for Ramat, which stands for um, Reish, the head, Ma'ayin, the stomach, and Tachtoniyais, which is, I think, hemorrhoids. So those three things it's not good for. Okay, so we have, the question right now is, in the first price it says that the Bnei Ma'ayim, it's good for the Bnei Ma'ayim, it's good for the stomach. And we have the second price, which includes the Ma'ayim, which part of this Ramat, the Mem in Ramat, is Ma'ayim, which it's not good for it. So if two prices, one price says it is good for the stomach, one price says it's not good for the stomach. So the Gemara answer is, Kitan Yahi Yoshan. When is it good for the stomach? Um, one second, which one is it? Um, I'm not sure which one it's referring to, meaning the lot or the or the ramat. I think it's the ramat, meaning it's not good when it's miyush when it's old. The tan, like we learned, shani If someone says that I swear or make some kind of shvuah, uh, like a promise that he will not drink any wine, shahayayin kasha because wine is not good for the stomach. So um, one second, shani. Let me start that over. Because it's not like we learned in a Mishnah. That I swear I will not drink any wine and I will not taste any wine because the wine is not good for my stomach. So Amrulai, they say to this person, However, a old wine, oh, someone said, so here, I, I mixed that up. The Miyushin is good for the stomach and the new wine is not good for the stomach. Okay. So they say, what do you mean? How can you swear that you're never going to drink any wine because it's not good for your stomach? However, we know that Yain Miyushin. Is good for your stomach. So Vishasak, and he's quiet. So the halacha is going to be that this person that makes this swear, that this uh, shvua is Asr Bachadash. He will not be able to drink new, this new type of wine because it's not good for the stomach. And however, he will, excuse me, he will be able to drink this old wine, Shema So we see from here it's a proof that this old wine is good. Tanar Abanan, Abanan learned, Shisha Dvarim Namur Asparagus. There's six things that said about this kind of asparagus. You should only drink it when it's undiluted, umale, and in a, on a full cup. You should accept it in your right hand, and drink it in your left hand. You should not speak afterwards. And you should not take a break from drinking it, meaning you should drink it in one gulp. You should only return the cup to the person that gave it to you in the first place. You should spit afterwards. And you should only eat afterwards things of its kind. Okay? So, frankly, the Gemara asks, We learned in another verse, You should only eat um, uh, bread afterwards. We see not only its kind, but even nothing else besides for bread. Like Kasha, the Gemara says, That's not a question. There's different types of asparagus. There's the beer type, and then there's the wine type. So, one's talking about one, one's talking about the other one. So, Tani Chad, we learned in one verse, which we said before was, the lave, the heart, the eye, and the eye, and the tchel, which is the spleen. Those three things are yafa. This uh, asparagus is good for those three things. The ramat, however, for the roish, for the head, ma'ayan, and the stomach, and the tachtenides, for hemorrhoids, that's kasha. The tani idach, let me learn that another bright that says the exact opposite. The ramat, for those three things, is yafa, it is good. The lalat, and for the other three things, it's kasha. So we have two brightses saying the exact opposite thing. Like kasha, it's not a question. One again, same answer as before. One's talking about this wine asparagus, one's talking about this beer asparagus. Tani Chada, again, another question. We learned in one Braisa, Rok Achrav Loike. If a person goes ahead and spits after he eats this Loike, he gets lashes. Utani Idach, Loi Rok Achrav Loike. That if a person does not spit afterwards, he gets lashes. Um, one second, is, I don't know, is this referring to regular Malkus? Uh, let me 
just find Rashi. No, Rashi says, like a khili, meaning he'll get sick. Again, if one, if we have one price that says if you spit afterwards, then you'll get sick. And one says that if you don't spit afterwards, then you'll get sick. So how do we understand these two prices? Like Kasha, it's not a question. Same thing. One's talking about this wine, one's talking about the beer. Amravashi Ravashi says, a person that does not go ahead and spit after he drinks this, then he becomes sick. So you can even go ahead and spit in front of a king, meaning that even though it's a uh, improper thing to do, however, since you're going to get sick from it, so you're allowed to do it even in front of a king. Okay, now the Gemara goes on. Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Elisha, says like this: Shloisha Dvarim, there were three things, Sachli, Suriel, Sarhapnim, this, you know, like an angel who was the minister of Pnim, of, of the inside or something like that. He told me three things. What were those three things? Al Titol, Chalukha, Shachres, Miyara, Shamesh, Betobash. Don't take your cloak directly from your attendant and put it on. Al Titol, Yodcha, Mimi, uh, don't have your hands washed by someone that didn't have his hands washed yet in the morning. And don't, after drinking a cup of asparagus wine or, or beer, I'm not sure which one, only to the person that gave it to you. I don't even know how to pronounce that. That this, um, some kind of uh, demons are going to get a hold of you. But Amrila, some people say that it's Estalganus, it's Shal Malachi Chavala. It's these other kinds of uh, demons from which are the angels of uh, of like uh, hurting someone. Okay, so that's why you can't, you shouldn't return it to. That's why you should return this cup only to the person that gave it to you. Mitzapelay Adam, they wait for a person. I mean, these uh, angels, they wait for the for a person. and they say, When will a person? Do one of these things, if you look at, and then we'll go ahead and like grab a hold of him and um, damage him. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Rabbi Shulban Levi, Rabbi Shulban Levi says, "Shleisha Dvarim Sachli Malachamavas." This is fascinating Gemara. Shulban Levi was told by the Malachamavas, the angel of death himself, three things, and these are the three things: Al Titol Chalucha Shachras Miad Hashamish V'Tolbash. Don't take your cloak directly from the attendant and put it on. Al Titol Yodcha Mimish Lei Notol Yadav. Don't have your hands washed by someone that didn't wash yet. Don't stand in front of the women at the time that they're coming back from a burial, from a funeral. Why is that? Meaning this is the Malachamavis, the angel of death speaking, because I, Merakid, I'm dancing and I'm coming in front of these women which are returning from the funeral. And I have my sword in my hand. And I have permission to go ahead and damage, meaning like permission from Hashem to go ahead and damage. Oh, so now, Yomar says, let's say you, you go ahead and do that and you happen to be, find yourself in front of the women which are walking back from a funeral. How should you fix up? How should you, I guess, uh, um, get out of this situation that the angel of death should not get a hold of you? You should jump away from your spot for Amas. If there's a river there at Liabre, cross that river. And if there's another way to go, quickly take that route. If there's a fence, go on the other side of it and like hide there. And if there's no fence, just turn around. You should say, you should say this, this Pasuk. Hashem said to the Satan, Hashem like is uh, like uh, angry at you or stares at you or something like that. until he goes away from you. Okay, very interesting. Mark. Now the Mark goes on. Amar Abzeira, Amar Abavo. 
But Amri Lava Masnisa taught us. Some say it was just learned in the Mishnah. There were 10 things that were said about the cup that is said after uh, a meal. A case of bracha, meaning if uh, there are different scenarios in which we take out a cup of wine and say different blessings over it. For example, a wedding. We take out a, um, uh, what's on a cup, uh, a cup of wine, and we say the brachas over it. By Birkas Amazon, we say that. And there's you know, many scenarios in which we go ahead and say that. So there are 10 things said about this. Tan hadacha, it needs rinsing. Ushtifa, and another kind of rinsing. The Gemara is going to explain one's the inside, one's the outside. Okay, but we'll see that in the Gemara. Chai, it should be undiluted. Umale, and the cup should be full. Itur ve'ituf, it should be surrounded and crowned. Noitle b'shteyadav, you should take it in your two hands. And then pass it to your right hand. You should lift it above the ground one tafach. We should look at it, meaning concentrate on the wine itself. You should pass it out, distribute the, the wine to the members of your household. We only have we only have four things that are said about this case of, of bracha, this cup of bracha. Hadacha, which what's that? Hadacha, washing, shtifa, the, another kind of washing. Chai, it should be the undiluted umale, and it should be a full cup. Tana, now we're gonna go through each thing. Hadacha, what's hadacha? Mibifnim, that's washing the cup out from the inside. Before you go ahead and fill it up with wine, you rinse out the cup. Ushtifa, what's that? That's also rinsing, that's mibachot, that's from the outside. So again, so we should wash from the inside and the outside of this cup. I'm Rabbi Yechana. rinsing inside the cup. And diluting basis for water in the wine. Oh, to go ahead and make it, um, um, uh, what's the lesson again? I forgot what it's called. It's like three o'clock. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot, I, I'm not sure what the, no, I don't think it's the same thing, though. I'm not sure. I don't know, I don't, I don't look into it long enough. Okay. Anyone that goes ahead and makes a bracha on a cup which is full, he receives a portion, a, like, inheritance, believe it's without boundaries. Shenemar umolei berchas Hashem. Hashem's blessing will be full. Yam vedarim from the sea to the south. Yarsha. That's what you will inherit. Okay. Rebbeisi bar chanina imer. Rebbeisi bar chanina says zeicha v'neichal shnei olamim. The merit which you go ahead and get from this, um, from making the bracha on a cup which is full, you receive two worlds. What's that? Ha'elam azeh. This world and v'ha'elam abba in the world to come. Iter. What's iter? Rav Yehuda Matreu B'Talmidim. He would go ahead and surround it with his students. Um, Rashi says, Talmidov Sevevim Ma'isei His students would be around him when he would say the bracha on this cup. Rav Chizda Ma'atoleh B'Natli. Rav Chizda would go ahead and surround it with other cups. Amr Rav Chanan. Rav Chanan says, Ubechai. And it should be undiluted. Amr Rav Sheshas. Ubebercha Sa'aretz. Rather, uh, where's this, where, uh, one second, Rashi here, Rashi says over here, when you get to the blessing, which is the, which is the uh, second bracha in Berkha Zalmazan, then Moisef Aleha, you should add onto it. Add onto the bracha or add onto the wine? I'm not sure. One second. Probably makes sense, add onto the wine. Maybe you should add onto the wine and then dilute it. Add that and you add that bracha, you should dilute it then. Okay. Fine. Itof, what's that? Rav Papa Ma'atev, the Yosef, he would go ahead, Rav Papa would go ahead and cover his head with his talas, with his garment. 
And um, that's how he would say the bracha, which I saw that this is actually where the minna comes from to go ahead and... Oh, I'm sorry, the, the, this next one right here. The Rabbi Asi, and Rabbi Asi, Paras Sudra al he would put a cloth or something over his head. And I heard that this is the makar, this is the source of why there are those that are that are very careful to only say Berkha Samazim with a hat or to put on some kind of second covering in order, I guess, the, the sources from this Gemara that says that he would go ahead and put on a sudder, which is some kind of cloth on his head. Okay, the Gemara goes on, You should pick it up with your two hands. Reb Chinonah Bar Papa says, What's the supporting pasuk for this? Lift up your hands, your holy hands, and, um, and, and give blessings to Hashem. And then you should give it over to your right hand. Uh, like this, the original Rishonim, meaning the original students, asked the question as follows: Small If you're holding the cup with your right hand, can your left hand assist the right hand? says, Since the original students asked this question and they didn't have an answer, Anan, us, which were in the later generation, Navid we should go ahead and not have the left hand support the right hand when you're holding this cup of wine. You should raise it above the ground one micro what's the supporting pasik for this you should raise up the um the the cup of Yeshuas of uh like salvation and then call out in Hashem's name fine so that's the supporting pasik that you should go ahead and pick the cup up from from the ground which is actually what we do by Havdallah. I think there's a minute to go ahead and when you get to the words of Kaisi Shuis Asa, you should you should lift up the cup of wine. Okay, but nice and of by you shall look at the wine that you're holding in your hand. Ki in order to lay that you shouldn't divert your attention from the bracha that you're making on this wine. Umeshagri Lanche Basin, you should send it to the people of your house, but Matana as a gift, Kihechi de Tisbarik de Besu, so that the people of your the members of your household should get the blessings that are on this cup. Now this cup itself, this kaisal bracha, the cup of bracha, has in it, you know, I guess just even just taking a, a drink from it and even just making the bracha on it has some kind of blessings <coughs> that can be given over to other people and that can be given to uh, you know oneself, which this story will now illustrate in the following gemara. Ula iklo the bear of Nachman. Ula went to the house of Rav Nachman. Karach rifta. He went ahead and broke some bread, meaning he ate bread. Barich berches mezayna. He said the bracha of um, of mezayna of mezayna. I mean, I guess hamaytzi. No rashi on this. Okay. Yov leikasa the berchasa l'rav Nachman. They gave Rav Nachman the kliyshal bracha, which is the wine that he was going to make the blessing on after the meal, right? So he went ahead. Meaning he was going to lead the group to say the berches hamazim. With a cup of wine. So Amr Rav Nachman, and then I guess after that, after he said the bracha, so Rav Nachman said, mar kasa liyalta. Go ahead and send some of this uh, wine to my wife, Yalta. So Amr he, once I hope we referring to Ula, so Ula said to Rav Nachman, Hachi Amr Rabbi Eichanan, we have you know, a memra from Rabbi Eichanan that says, Ein pre shal isha misbarich, the womb of a, women, of a woman does not become blessed only because of the, <clears throat> as a result of the man. Meaning the man's <coughs> blessings and the man's merits 
causes that the woman that the, the, the woman would be able to, I guess, conceive and have a child. Shenamr, like it says in the Pasuk, Ubarich pri bitnech. It says that the um, like the womb will go ahead and be blessed. Now it doesn't say pre bitna, her stomach, her womb. Lenamar doesn't say that. Ella pre bitnech, which is a the Alashan Zachar, which is wording for which is used for a man. So we see that the blessing only comes to a woman through the man. Tani nami hachim. We actually have a supporting price for this. Reb Nassan Aimer. Reb Nassan says me nayin she in pre bitna shall ishim isbarich el me pre bitna shall ish. How do we know that the womb of a woman only becomes blessed through the stomach of a man? Since it says shenamar uvarich pre bitnech, it says that the stomach will be blessed. Pre bitna lenamar doesn't say her stomach. Ella pre bitnech his stomach. So fine, that is the bright. Now the story goes on. Adhachi, in the meanwhile, Shama Yalta, Rav Nachman's wife, heard what was going on, and that Rav Nachman wasn't going to send her any of this wine because Ula told him, "Don't send it to her because it's not going to help, since all the blessing comes to the man either way." So Kama Beziara, she got up angrily, but also and she went to this wine cellar, but Tavra, and she broke. She broke 400 barrels of wine. Okay? So, Amalei, you know, there you go, a husband, you don't send me some wine? Watch this. Amalei Reb Nachman. So, Reb Nachman says, now, to calm her down, so Reb Nachman's like, okay, you know, I gotta fix this up. So, Lamar now we should send her another barrel of wine to calm her down. So, Shalachla, they sent it to her. That all the blessings should be in this barrel of wine, which we're sending now. So Shalcha lay, she sent back to him, Mimhaduri Mili, Mimhaduri Mili, What does that mean? Rashi explains that which are referring to peddlers, then words will, will be increased. Meaning, like your words are nothing. That from like uh, shredded garments come lice. Basically, your words mean nothing. And don't try to appease me by sending me your barrel of wine and saying that the blessing, the brachas are now in this barrel. Okay. Amar Ravasi. Ravasi says, In masichin al kais shal bracha. We should not speak after a kais, after drinking a kais of bracha. Amar Ravasi and Ravasi says, In mevarchen al kais shal paranois. You should not make a blessing on a cup of wine that is of Puranis, of, of like tragedies. So my Kaisha Puranis, what is that? Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzhak, Reb Nachman Bar says, Kais Shani, that is the second cup of wine that's that's in a meal. That is because these demons get a hold of that somehow. So it's not good to drink that. Why would Time. you make a second? You, a second bracha? Or how do you have a, a second Kaisha well, bracha? Kaisha Shani, yeah. That's a good question. I mean, unless the first one, let's say, was Kiddush, and maybe the second one is... Is going to be Berkas Amazan? So you should go ahead and drink another cup in between? I don't know. That's well, a good question. That's not a... You think it's not a Kesha Bracha? Well, I mean, it's not the second anymore? Why would it be a Kesha oh, I mean, because if it's Kesha Bracha? If you're doing it over for benching, which is be... Oh, that's a good question. Okay, we're going to say, the Gemara is about to say that there's, that there's an issue called um, uh, Zugais, which is that a person shouldn't go ahead and, and eat things in pairs. So if you're drinking the second cup, then the second cup is not, is not, is not good because that creates the pair. So uh, I'm not sure how to avoid it. I guess you go ahead and drink a third cup right away. Uh, I'm not sure the halacha is exactly <coughs> of how to create this zugais. So I don't know. That's a good question, though. Okay, so the Gemara goes on. One drinks doubles. 
meaning he, he goes ahead and drinks two cups, I guess, like in a row. Then, he should not make a bracha. That's because it says in the Pasuk, Yisrael. You should go and prepare yourself to greet you're the God of the Jews. And you're not prepared, because if you're drinking doubles, then doubles are susceptible to these demons, and you're not prepared now to go ahead and make a bracha. Okay, Amar Rav says, Some say it was learned in a Mishnah. Someone eats umahalach while he is walking. He should make a bracha while he's standing. Meaning standing still in his place. Meaning he shouldn't sit down, he should stop where he is and make a bracha. And when he's eating, while standing, um, then then he should sit down and eat and, and say the bracha. And when he's reclining, and he's eating, then he should remain sitting and make the bracha. And the is by all them, you should always sit down to make a bracha. Okay, Hajjan Allah, Shlesh Fine, now let's go on to the new Mishnah. Now there's going to be a bunch of disputes, a whole list of, of, of disagreements between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel in regard to ideas by a meal. Beishamai, the first one's like this. Beishamai, Eimer, Beishamai says, Mavarech alayoyim. This is referring to any Kiddush, which we make on Friday night, or on, on, on Yom Tov, on, on any of the holidays, anything like that. Which, what goes first? Do you make the bracha on the wine, or do you make the bracha on the day? Meaning we say in our, in our Kiddush, we say, We say the bracha of Shabbos, and then the... Which one goes first by us? Go keep asking that over there. This one right behind the chumash. Yeah, right there. I just mixed it up now. Let me see it inside. Let's get this shot. I'm sorry? Here, we have over here. Yeah, so we have that the Hagafen goes first. We say Yema Shishi, which is a paragraph that doesn't end with a bracha. Then we say Baruch HaTashem Akinam Al-Khalam Bayri Pri Hagafen. And then after that, we say, and goes on, and then it ends off, so the second blessing is the blessing for the day, for Shabbos. However, the first one was for the actual wine, which was the Bayer Priyagafa. We do the opposite Shabbos day. And Shabbos day, we do the opposite. We say, goes last. But there's only there's only one bracha. There's no the first one's not a bracha. It's just a paragraph that we say. Yeah, one second. Let me just look that up. Uh, yeah, we say v'shamru. Yeah, v'shamru doesn't have a bracha. We say zachar si mashabes That doesn't either have a bracha. And then right, we end off baruch atashem. Right, baruch agafen. Right, says so there's the only bracha that we actually say is for that agafen. Okay, fine. So let's go on now. Be'shamay emrim mivarech al yom. First goes the Kiddush, Mekadesh HaShabbos, for Shabbos Day, for the Shabbos, whatever, meaning for the Shabbos itself. And then afterwards goes the blessing for the wine. First goes the Hagafen, which is what we do, which is what we just saw. Another dispute. First you go ahead and wash your hands. And then you go ahead and pour the cup of wine and you make and you make Hagafen. First, you should pour the cup of wine and make uh, make a kiddush. And then afterwards, you go ahead and wash your hands and then eat bread, which is what we do. says, "We you should wipe your hands the mappa in a like cloth." 
and you should place the cloth on the table. You should not place it on the table, rather you should put it on the chair which you're reclining on. They used to recline in those days, so you should put it right next to you on that chair. Another dispute. You should sweep the house, and then afterwards you should wash your hands. First wash your hands, and then afterwards you should sweep. Another dispute. This is going to be the order of um, Havdalah, which we say. First goes the Ner, which is the Havdalah, which is the, on the candle, the bracha on the fire. Umazain is Birkas Amazain, since they used to go ahead and say Havdalah during their Shalash Sudas. While they were eating the meal, when Shabbos would end, they would stop and they would make Havdalah. So the first one that they did, the first bracha they did was Ner, which was the fire. Then Mazain. Then they did the regular Birkas Amazain. Then Besamim. Then they smelled the spices. And then they said the bracha of Amazel ben Kaidish Lachal. However, Beisola says no. Ner ubsamim. First you do the fire, then goes the besamim, the spices, then goes mazan, then goes berkas mazan, and then the havdala goes last. Another dispute. Beisham erim shabara meor haish. The blessing which you say on the fire on havdala is boire meor haish. Beisola, I remember Beisola says boire meore haish. Blessed is the creator who creates ish, who creates fire. Okay, it's a different a dispute in the uh, wording of the bracha. You should not make a bracha not on fire and not on besamim shall goyim if it's from non-Jews. Not if it's a candle or these uh, spices from someone that's dead. Not on fire, not on these spices shall have a from from an idol worshiper or something that was worshipped as an idol. You should not make the bracha on the fire until you have hana, until you benefit from the fire. And that's why, if you by Havdalah, everyone goes ahead and looks at their nails. Right? Really, the halacha is that you're supposed to look at your nails before you say the bracha, because you're supposed to have benefit from the light, because you're being able to look at your nails and gain benefit from it, and then you can say the bracha. If someone eats, and he forgets, and he doesn't make a, he doesn't say his berkas amazin, you should go back to the place where you are and and say the and say the bracha of Yivarech and say Berkas Amazin in that place. Wherever you are, wherever you went from there, wherever you remember, that's where you say the bracha. But Ad until how long afterwards can one say the bracha if he forgets? That is until the time that the food goes ahead and settles in his stomach, which I believe in halacha it's seventy-two minutes. Someone goes ahead and he's sitting at a at a meal after the meal, and now someone brings a wine. First, you go ahead and make the bracha on the wine, and then go, afterwards you say the regular berkas amazin. First, you should say the berkas amazin, and then when you finish then you should say the bracha on the wine, which is what we do. Right? Meaning, if you say if you're saying the berkas amazin on with a cup of wine. Then the cup of wine, the bracha goes after you finish benching, which similarly we can, we find is what we do by uh, the seder. After we say right the third cup by the seder is is uh, drunk after uh, berkas amazin, right? So you finish the berkas amazin and then you go ahead and say the blessing on the wine, which is what Beis says. Fine. We can answer. A main to a blessing that a Jew goes ahead and makes a bracha that he makes. You should not say a main after a bracha from a kusi, which we said is these 
Um, it's it's a, just these disputed converts. If they are Gary Ms or Gary Arias, did they really convert for the true intentions or not? Ah, but you could say that Amen, if you hear the entire bracha from him, then you can say Amen to his bracha. Okay, now the Gemara begins. The differences between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel in regard to meals. The first one is that Beis Shammai says, first goes the blessing on the day, meaning Mekadesh HaShabbos, we mentioned Shabbos first, and then we mentioned the Hagafen. The reason for that is, is because the day causes the wine to come. What does that mean? Meaning we don't drink wine on a random, we don't say a bracha of wine at a random meal on a Tuesday night. Rather, Chazal said that we should go ahead and say the, a bracha on the wine on Friday night. So that means that the Friday night, which is the Shabbos, caused the wine to come. So, Ukfar Kiddush and the day is already sanctified by Dayan Yain Laiba, and still we don't have the wine. So that's why the day goes first. Um, Beis Hillel, however, Beis Hillel says no. First goes the wine. Why? The wine causes that the kedusha, meaning that we should mention the holiness of the day. That we first say the we pick up a cup, a cup of wine, and what do we do with that cup of wine? We mention the holiness of the day. So that means that the blessing of the wine should go first. Okay. Davar Acher. Another reason for this dispute. Is Hayayan, or another reason for Beishul, Hayayan to Berchas Hayayan to Dira, the blessing on the wine is more common. Uberchas Hayayim in a Tadira. However, the bracha for Shabbos is not as common. Shabbos comes once a week, and a blessing on a wine can be a few times a week. So Tadir v'shein a Tadir. If you have something which is more common than the other, Tadir kaidim. The more common thing goes first. Okay, but halacha is every beis and halacha is actually like beis which the bracha of the wine goes first, which is what we saw. That that's what we do. My davar Why does the gemara give another reason, a second reason for beis The gemara said the first reason was was because the wine causes the kiddush to be said on the wine, and then he says another reason that it's tother, it's more common. That's why the wine goes first. So why do we need two different reasons? The chitema, if you'll tell me, hasam tarti v'hachachada. That over there, there's going to be two reasons. Meaning, Beis Shammai can say his reason also. So, Hachanami Tarti Nenu over here. Vahacha. One second. Chitei Mahasam Tarti Vahacha Chada. One second. It did not look that well enough. Over there, it's going to be two things. Vahacha Chada. Hachanami Tarti Nenu. Okay, so those are the those are the two. What's what's Yeah, um, the wine causes the blessing for the same to be to be said. So, mean that's only one reason. So it's two verse one. What's the what's the two? I mean the two reasons versus the two one reason? That the wine the day causes the wine. And the so fact that it's common. The arrival of Shabbos precedes the wine. The what's that was only just listen. The again, the arrival of Shabbos goes ahead and causes the Kiddush to be set on it. That's one. And second the arrival of the Shabbos precedes that of the wine. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean the fact that Shabbos comes first. Yeah. 
uh, so it's so essentially there's two reasons so however the the fact that it, it's more common that's only one reason uh, okay so I mean, you have also two reasons over here. That's because the wine is more common and the blessing on the day is uncommon or is less common. So, the same two things. So, the halacha is like that we say on the wine first. Okay, so the Shita. We know that the halacha is always like Beishel. So, what do you have to tell me for? That the halacha is specifically like Beishel. Why? How do we know that the halacha is always like Beishel? The ha nafka baskel. Because there was a famous story, which is, where's this Gemara? This Gemara is in Erevin, Dafyud Gimel. That there was a famous baskel, a heavenly voice that came out and said that we always pass in like Beishel. Now, um, so that's why. So why do I have to say that it's like Beishel? We know that. If you'll tell me something, either, either you can say that it was before the Baskal came out, so we didn't know that Halacha is always like Beishel. Some say it was after the heavenly voice came out and said that we always Paskin like Beishel. We do not listen to a Baskal. We just can decide on our own. Heavenly voices don't decide for us.